It takes a lot to become a successful better and there's always lessons to be learned. In this series, we speak to a range of different people in the betting industry to find out what they have to say. This is Profit From Perspective. On today's episode of Profit From Perspective, I'm joined by Andrew Mack, author of Statistical Sports Models in Excel. How are you, Andrew? I'm well. How are you, Ben? I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to today. Oh, me too. So first and foremost, I mean, I'd like to say thanks for coming on. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a great episode today. But before we begin, I just want to explain the premise of the show. So we have a variety of guests on, but we always ask them the same five questions. And obviously, I've got the easy job of asking the questions. And then it's over to you to share your perspective and provide the answers. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. I'm uh, I'm delighted to be here to to talk to you today about uh, these things, and absolutely would be happy to do my best to try and answer these questions for the listeners. Right. Let's get into it. Question number one: What do you bet on, and why? Well, um, I guess I should start out by saying that the current majority of my betting consists of um, smaller markets, proposition bets derivative markets, uh, obscure sports, largely. I would say that's the bulk of the betting that I do. I do dabble in larger markets as well, but uh, frankly, I don't find as many mispricings in those areas with uh, the models that I'm currently using. So I would say most of it right now centers around basketball, whether that's the NBA or smaller markets like the uh, Icelandic women's basketball league or, or sports like that. Although I do a little bit of um, a lot of the different major markets, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, a tiny bit of uh, English Premier League, little Aussie rules football, things like that. Um, as for why, I guess I would say if you, you know, if you're really after profitability, you need to target mispricings, as I think most people are aware of these days. And ideally, if those mispricing opportunities come with a large number of trials, giving any actual edge, you might have a better sample size to take hold, then that's an area that, you know, you're naturally going to want to be interested in. And so um, that's sort of uh, why I I really enjoy proposition and derivative markets. Um, Many of the preferred markets, like, you know, the derivatives and the propositions, they do have a lower limit, but I haven't found that the limit has been, you know, a hindrance for me, really, as of yet. But definitely a, a mistake that I made when I first started out was betting on major markets without, you know, a reasonable expectation of profit. And is certainly a, a misstep on my part. I'd like to think that I've sharpened up a little bit since then. <laughs> and I guess people are probably thinking that if you're you're spreading yourself kind of across these different sports, would it be right to say that the, the approach remains the same to find those mispricings or is it completely different for different sports? Uh, well, some, some approaches uh, have a lot of crossover value for different sports. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're using something like a pairwise comparison model, then there is a way to sort of make that apply to more than one sport. Other other approaches are very specific to each sport. Um, so derivative markets, uh, I think you can 
you can do very similar things with different sports. And I think that's probably true for proposition bets as well. So it's sort of a, a yes and no answer. <laughs> okay, straight on to question number two. For you, what's the hardest part about betting? Hardest part about betting? Well, there's a lot to cover in that, really. I mean, um, I'm certainly optimistic about sports betting. Um, I think that you have to be if you um, are doing a lot of modeling work, because obviously there has to be some kind of an implicit assumption or, or belief that it's possible to do this. Um, that being said, as um, as many people are aware, there, there are a number of challenges, and we need to be realistic about those challenges if we're going to have any long-term success. Um, the first one that pops out to me is that your edge is largely unknowable, and that makes uh, your ideal staking size and profit expectations uh, very much an exercise in uncertainty. It's, you know, uh, you can have uh, wide amounts of variance in your results, even when your process is very good. Um, your models tend to become more obsolete every day, forcing you to improve them constantly or lose ground. And while that's happening, your competition is getting comparatively better every day. And you can add to that the fact that you can reasonably expect a very high rate of failure that can take some getting used to, certainly initially. And perhaps most challenging of all is that it's hard to know with any degree of certainty that your positive results or profits aren't largely due to luck. And while we have some ways to sort of assess that, um, it's hard to know. Um, and so I guess those would be some of the, the more challenging aspects of betting in, uh, in my view. I sort of, in some ways, imagine it like as being part of like a race car design team. You know, you're constantly pushing up against failure by taking your model's performance to its maximum limit. You wait until something breaks and then you improve it constantly in sort of a Bayesian process. And this process occurs daily and never really ends. You know, your design is never really finished. And your old designs slowly lose ground to the competition, which is sort of analogous to how a top performing race car in the 1980s would get absolutely torched on the track today by even an average build. And at the end of it all, your process can be very sophisticated and, and very good, and you may still experience a high degree of variance in the results. And I think that when you combine all of that together, um, that's a pretty good snapshot of the challenges of what makes betting hard and and also maybe a comment that it takes a very particular combination of traits to be successful. Yeah, I mean, so many elements in there we could kind of pick apart and, and talk about much more there. It's so much, so much betting is obviously a, a very difficult um, practice in itself. And I mean, it'd be, be interesting to kind of talk on those things a little bit more detail, but we've got to move straight on to question number three. What would you do with your time if you weren't betting? Well, um, not a lot of free time at the moment. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Currently entering my third year of law school and also working on an online Master of Data Science degree from uh, James Cook University in Australia. So, I mean, I generally spend all my free time modeling sports and, um, you know, going to the gym and trying to get the rest of the little 
odds and ends of life in. Uh, to answer your question, though, I'd probably read my law school cases a little bit more carefully if I wasn't spending so much time modeling and betting sports. <laughs> you know, law school is a lot of a lot of reading of very nuanced material, and some of the more obscure cases definitely fall by the wayside so that I can focus on my modeling efforts uh, throughout the school year. I mean, that being said, law school grades are curved, so it's actually um, hard to know how much of that extra reading would translate into a meaningful grade performance boost for me. So really, really hard to say. I mean, my, my, the majority of my time right now is law school, master's degree, sports modeling. And so I'm sure that the, the first two things would just sort of get, uh, proportionally larger in terms of the amount of time spent on them if I wasn't betting on sports. Yeah, we were talking off air beforehand. I mean, it's just it sounds incredible the amount of stuff you're you're doing and kind of jokes about there must be more time in your day compared to me because it it is really astonishing what you're getting done. I'd I'd be interested to know from your perspective. There's two very kind of clear disciplines there that that take a lot of time and dedication. One being kind of the law school side, and one being this modelling and being related to sports. So, is there are you kind of veering towards one career path or the other? I, I mean, definitely am leaning more towards, you know, the sports modeling betting at this point. Um, but uh, it's hard to make, make a uh, definitive decision on that just yet. So question number four, what one piece of betting advice would you give your old self? Oh, there's so much I would tell my old self. Um, I've learned a lot of things the hard way, as I think uh, many people do in sports betting i would probably tell myself that you know your favorite sports to watch and cheer for are usually not the best betting opportunities and yet that's where most people start myself included um when you're first starting out your skills frankly need development you just you don't know what you don't know and if you were if you decided one day that you were going to start boxing um you, you wouldn't go and try to fight the heavyweight champion as your first fight. You know, you need time to get better, uh, to get, get some experience under your belt before, you know, you, you, you progress to, you know, increasingly, um, difficult competition. And I think that sports betting is similar. You know, you should look for sports and leagues that have lower market limits, uh, no publicly televised games, sports you've rarely heard mentioned in your neighborhood pub, uh, teams that you've never seen a piece of merchandise for the bookmaker with with their limits is usually uh you know giving you an implicit indication of how hard a sport might be to beat or how much time they've put into their lines with their limits and so why bet your first hundred dollar bet into a market with a limit of twenty five thousand dollars a game when you could try to tackle a market with maybe a seven hundred dollar or a thousand dollar limit because after all, the whole idea is, is that we're not betting sports to be entertained, although it can certainly provide that. The idea is to try and make some money. Now, the, the format of the show makes me stick to five questions, but there's always one I like asking after this one, and that is how did you then kind of teach yourself or how can you now look back and be able to share that advice? What's changed in that time? Uh, well, I guess what's changed in that time is is I've, you know, I've realized that... Uh, I, it doesn't really matter if 
I'm interested in a sport or if I would watch it or cheer for it or have any interest in following the teams or the players, um, if it's profitable for me and it's something that I can model effectively, I'm interested. And so as a result of that, I've, I've gone into a number of smaller markets where I really don't know much about the players or the teams, but I'm able to model it effectively and the profitability is there. And so if, um, you know, if there's positive expected value, then that's a, that's a sport to be excited about, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Fifth and final question. What's your one honest truth about betting? It's hard to, Hard to uh, boil it down to one honest truth, I suppose, but I guess the one honest truth is that it's very hard. Um, But to me personally, it doesn't feel like work because I really enjoy the process. I like brainstorming uh, new ideas, being creative about trying to solve problems with math and building things. And even when a model fails, and trust me, most of the models that I make fail spectacularly, I learn something from that and I enjoy the process of building it. And I think that success in anything comes when you focus on the process rather than the results. So if you enjoy the process, um, you'll eventually find your way to a successful result. And I think as with, with many things in life, anything worth doing is worth doing right. And that means if you're serious about, um, you know, sports betting with a reasonable expectation of profit. Um, you have to forget all, all the sort of silliness, right? You have to forget about, uh, you know, touts, uh, forget about, you know, um, trend systems that have uh, speculative causal relationships to the underlying phenomenon. You have to forget about martingale schemes and trend chasing and all that sort of stuff and really just decide I'm going to look at the fundamentals. I'm going to learn the fundamentals of, you know, how statistical modeling works and try to come up with your own forecast. It seems like it's the most work of all the options when you first start, but really um, it's probably the surest path to success. So, yeah, I mean, as you said that there's so many truths you could share about paying, I think you've probably picked the most important one. Um, I just kind of, before we wrap up, but just on that, I'd like to know from your perspective, you, you kind of referenced earlier about like if someone wanted to, to get into boxing and take on the heavyweight champion of the world, we, we know how difficult a task that is. But for some reason, when it comes to betting, that seems to be um, a raise from people's kind of perception of it as a task. Why, why do you think people think it's easier than it is? That's a good question. You know, there's there's a number of heuristics that uh, come into play, like um, overconfidence. Um, maybe, you know, there is an element that um, when you are betting, you're usually doing it, you know, through your computer, by yourself, um, if you're doing it online. And so maybe maybe it takes away some of the um, some of the cognizance of the fact that you're betting into a very, very large market. Um, because, you know, it just feels like you and this computer interface. Um, it's a good question, you know, because, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it, it seems analogous to, like, starting boxing and then, you know, asking Tyson Fury to, to fight for your first fight. I mean, it would be total murder, frankly. And um, 
but but to to take your first hundred dollars and bet it into the sharpest possible market you could find like uh the nba point spread or the english premier league uh fixed odds you know you're up against a, a similarly difficult proposition and i definitely would agree with the assessment that most people are not keenly aware of that yeah i think we could potentially open up a, a can of worms there and start talking about psychology and things like that yeah and and you know frankly not my area of expertise by any stretch of the imagination um but 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 certainly there is there is a you know a difference in how people uh, assess their odds you know if you compare the boxing analogy to sports betting one of them most people can cl- clearly see you know this is probably a bad idea and, and the other one um people feel surprisingly better about right right well that's it no more questions i'm afraid um it's been a pleasure speaking to andrew and some some great answers in there so thanks very much for taking the time out of your your clearly busy schedule to come on and talk to me Oh, it's been a pleasure, Ben. Thank you for having me. And I hope everyone enjoyed listening to today's episode. So make sure you join us for the next one on Profit From Perspective. Perspective.